1: Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, of course, republicbroadcasting.org. The show is live every Saturday evening from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, from 9 p.m. to midnight central. Today is Saturday, January 31st, 2015. We have a great show lined up for you here tonight. We're going to be continuing to talk about what I call the elephant in the room, a topic that many people do not want to bring up and discuss because of its controversial nature, mind control specifically targeted at women to foment the war between the sexes that we're witnessing in our society. I'm going to be discussing neo-feminism, continuing to discuss neo-feminism as we started last week. Uh, this will be an ongoing series, uh, neo-feminism as a eugenics operation, what I call epi-eugenics. Uh, I believe it's a term that I have uh, coined myself. Uh, it's epigenetic eugenics. It is genetics that is waged through mind control of the population, essentially getting them to call their own numbers. And we are indeed seeing that take place before our eyes. If people don't understand that that's what's going on, uh, they really need to uh, sit up and pay attention to what I'm talking about uh, in this series. I'll give the call in number right here at the top of the show. I may take calls in the third hour of the show. Last week, I did not get around to taking calls because the uh, I wanted to stay focused on the information. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some time to take some calls in the third hour. The call-in number to join us here on What on Earth is Happening, 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number to join us if you want to get in the caller queue now, 800-313-9443. Also, I may go to the phones to ask the listening audience a question uh during tonight's broadcast so if you're willing to um you know uh, maybe answer a question that I would like to pose uh just to put uh some some food for thought out there for the listeners tonight um call in the call in number and I may go to you to uh get your take on something so A couple of quick event announcements before we jump in with the topic for tonight. The Free Your Mind 3 conference, of course, coming up here in the Philadelphia area, April 10th, 11th, and 12th of 2015 at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, just outside the city limits of Philadelphia. The speakers lined up for this great conference coming up in April. Bob Tuscan, Clint Richardson, Curtis the Illuminated One Davis, Dennis McKenna, Derek Brose, the New Jersey Weedman Ed Fortune, Frater X, Freeman, Fritz springmeyer Jay Parker, Janice Barcello, John Bush, John Vibes, Josie the Outlaw Wales, Laura Eisenhower, Lennon Honor, Luke Rudkowski, Mark Devlin, Myself, Mark Passio, and Stuart Swerdlow. There will also be an anti-media panel. There will be a panel discussion group with uh, many of the speakers that are taking part in the conference. And there will be open mic night sessions at the end of each evening. An all-weekend pass for the Free Your Mind 3 conference coming up just outside of Philadelphia in April. $150. You can get your tickets online at freeyourmindconference.com. The best way to support this great conference that's coming up here in Philadelphia in April is to buy your tickets in advance. There is uh, This is the biggest conference of its kind on the East Coast coming up this year, most certainly, with a, a who's who uh, speaker lineup. So the, if you want to support this event, get your tickets in advance. That's how the organizers are able to pay for the venue, That's how they're able to pay for the speaker travel arrangements and the speaker lodging arrangements for this great event. FreeYourMindConference.com. Get your tickets now. Philadelphia Liberty on the Rocks presents a special presentation by myself, Mark Passio, on the true meaning and purpose of the Second Amendment. This is going to be taking place Tuesday, February 10th, 2015, from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time at The Café. The Café is located at 2011 Walnut Street in Philadelphia, 20th and Walnut. This event is free to attend. And I will be what I'm. I'm going to be doing what I call field stripping the Second Amendment. I'm going to break it down into its all of its constituent elements and explain to people exactly what was meant and intended by the uh, founders and the co-authors of the Second Amendment. And I am going to then reassemble the Second Amendment on the other side of that field stripping to uh, help people to very clearly see its true meaning and purpose as it was originally intended, instead of these uh, new interpretations that people tried to ascribe to it that had absolutely nothing to do with its intent. So this is uh, coming up February 10th, Tuesday, February 10th, 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, my, uh, the presentation will not be all three hours. There will uh, you know, be a uh, question and answer session and uh, a discussion after the presentation. So uh, for more information on this event, you can go to philadelphia.libertyontherocks.org. They also have a meetup group, Philadelphia Liberty on the Rocks. I will be taking part in what is called a counter protocol of light event. This is uh, going to be held during uh, around the time of the halftime show of the Super Bowl uh, tomorrow, Sunday, February 1st, 2015 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This event will be hosted by Scott Bartle and Deborah Peicht of shiftishappeningtv.com. The website is shiftishappeningtv.com. The other uh, members of the panel, of the discussion panel, will be Sean Stone, Freeman, John Ramirez, Jamie Hanshaw, Sarah Adams, and Patrick Henningsen so a really great panel discussion group and uh they're also going to do uh like um energy work as well during this uh event the counter protocol of light they're, we're going to be basically uh, breaking down what they do during these Super Bowl halftime rituals, which is what they are, why they do them, and what the intended effects on the mindset of the population is. That's basically what this panel discussion is going to be on. And uh, the hosts intend to basically counteract that dark and negative energy with an event like this to raise awareness and to uh, help people to basically shield themselves against you know, this type of ritualistic uh Energy that is being sent by these dark occultists that organize rituals like this. Uh, the, the these Super Bowl halftime shows are very clearly uh, ritualistic, and uh, they're they're definitely put together in order to steer consciousness in a certain direction. So once again, counter protocol of light event Sunday, February first, twenty 2015, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll go through the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. And you could check that out at ShiftIsHappeningTV.com. One of the panel uh, members, uh, Freeman, will also be hosting me. Uh, He uh, he has put together this question and answer session because I just appeared on uh, his show, The Free Zone. And uh, I'll be doing a question and answer session with him uh, on Monday, February 2nd. I'll tell you a little bit more about that on the other side of this break. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Before the break, the first break hit us, I was talking about uh, an event I'm doing with Freeman of freemantv.com. He'll be hosting a question and answer session with me called Ask uh, an Ex-Satanist Anything. Uh, And um, this came about as a result of me being on his show, The Free Zone um, uh, just, uh, yesterday. So, um, he wanted to put together a question and answer session for his listening audience. And, um, this will be taking place Monday, February 2nd at 4 PM Eastern time, 4 PM Eastern time, Monday, February 2nd. You can get more information about this Q and A session that I'll be doing with Freeman, uh, and his listeners on, uh, freemantv.com. Check out Freeman's website, freemantv.com. There are still What on Earth is Happening promotional t-shirts available as a free gift in return for a voluntary donation to What on Earth is Happening. You can click the email link that's listed in the news article at the top of the news section uh, on the whatonearthishappening.com website to get more information about how to receive a What on Earth is Happening promotional t-shirt. There's also a donation button on the left-hand side of the What on Earth is Happening Website. If you feel that you've received value from the information that has been shared on my website and on this radio show, you could uh, feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work so that I can continue into the future. With that having been said, um, I'd like to direct everybody's attention to the What on Earth is Happening.com radio show page. Underneath the page during the live show, there are always images for tonight's show listed. Um, The the images there tonight are just about the events uh, that are coming up. The Free Your Mind 3 conference. um, My Second Amendment presentation at Liberty on the Rocks coming up on February 10th. The uh, Counter Protocol of Light event uh, at the halftime of the Super Bowl. And the Ask an Ex-Satanist Anything event that I'll be doing with Freeman on Monday. So I don't have any images uh, for the uh, material that I... Uh, have been covering and will continue to cover because I haven't really organized this officially as a presentation. I will more likely than not do that at some point in the future and have slides prepared for uh, such a presentation uh, on this topic. Um, But for now, this is going to remain sort of a stream of consciousness type thing where I'm basically going along with a, a general outline of topics that I want to touch on when it comes to this dynamic of neo-feminism as a eugenics operation, what I call an example of epi-eugenics. You know, eugenics could be carried out a number of ways. It could be done physically. It could be done chemically. You know, it could be done um, basically uh, uh, through uh, forced sterilization, things like that. But um, I think the social engineers have ratcheted up their game to a very significant level. And they are doing it epigenetically. Uh, they're not doing it physically anymore. Uh, eugenics is being waged through mind control. And it, that's what I call epi eugenics. epi Um The concept that you can get a population ultimately to want to call itself. And this is what we're really seeing happening. There's so many people. F- first of all, how I want to Basically, uh, transition into this going back into all the topics we were touching on last week is to reiterate that when I bring this up, the war between the sexes and mind control that is specifically targeted at women in our culture, (coughs) especially in Western culture, I'm not trying to further divide. The sexes. I'm trying to heal the divide by bringing awareness about how this is a Hegelian dialectic that uh, a mechanism that has been put into play in our society, and in any dialectical manipulation, only one side ultimately needs to take the bait. They only one side needs to buy into the, the lie of the dialectic in order for the dialectic manipulation to work, to have effect on the whole society. You know, I give the example oftentimes. uh, Let's say, um, let's say, um, uh, a student in a classroom wanted to start a conflict between two other students. Okay, and the two students are sitting next to each other in the class. Well one student may be, be going by one of them and, and smack them in the back of the head and then, you know, quickly pass. And, you know, the, the one student that got hit in the back of the head turns to the other student uh, and looks at them as if they did it, you know. And really what the student who struck the, the first individual in the back of the head was trying to do is to get that person to think that the other student did it. Well, the second student does not have to be involved in the manipulation. You know, only the first student has to buy the notion that that other student hit them in the back of the head when, in fact, it was the person who walked by, you know. Uh, and then a conflict can start between those people and that person who got hit will think the whole time, oh, that that person did this and, you know, I'm just responding to that. You know, and then oftentimes if they do something harsh or you know violent to that other person then that person's going to respond even though they they didn't intend any any harshness or any conflict with that other person you see that's what i mean by only one side of a dialectic needs to buy the lie for the dialectical manipulation to be accomplished you know if the 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 first intended target of the manipulation doesn't see through the lie The conflict can easily begin, and that's what we've already seen in our society as a result of neo-feministic beliefs. So we started breaking this down last week, and I tried to explain to people that I would not be willing to take a chance on alienating a huge portion of my listening audience and people that I've tried to get to understand the dynamics that are really happening in the world if this topic were not real and critically important if it were not something that is absolutely essential to understand, okay? So, <clears throat> last week we touched on a whole lot of different dynamics when it came to this problem that we're facing in society of what I call neo-feminism. And I I, I label it that to distinguish it from classical feminism which is simply about uh, equal rights under natural law and um, women being respected as much as men in, in society, being treated as equals. I don't have any problem with that. I think both sexes should be treated with fairness and dignity and as equals as far as our rights are concerned, our rights under natural law. This does not mean that the sexes are the same, of course. And this is the the the, the part of the neo-feminist agenda is to androgynize the sexes, to masculinize women and to feminize men so that there is a blending and an um, uh, 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 indistinguishable um, aspect when it comes to the sexes. That's what they want. They want androgyny. And what this does is it weakens the masculine instinct in men and it makes them into what I call the inauthentic man, okay, the corporate man. And then what it does is it also makes women more masculinized and more wed to the state. The idea of domination having to be present, okay, having to have a part in our lives, government, the acceptance of government. And you see this so prevalently in modern society when it comes to the fact that most women are still status now that doesn't mean most men aren't okay most men are still status as well but i asked people as uh, an introductor an introduction to this topic just think about the ratio difference in the so-called truth movement between men truth seekers and truth tellers okay who are putting information out into the world and part of the alternative media versus how many women are involved in that. And it's not to say that there are no women involved in that process of doing that great work, but it's the the ratio is so overwhelmingly imbalanced that I think anybody being honest with themselves can easily see that. And I think we should be asking ourselves the question, why is it that way? We'll pick up right there on the other side of this break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. Yeah. Hey. Welcome back everyone, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Continuing to get into the topic for tonight, we're talking about uh, neo-feminism as a eugenics operation, as a way of ultimately culling the human population by getting people to uh, war between the sexes and we're seeing that already play out in our society and it has been playing out in our society for decades since this agenda has been brought in by think tanks and marxist and socialist movements you know um, we talked about that briefly last week all the different institutions that are part of this you know a lot of this neo-feminism was ushered directly into our society by the frankfurt school Part of Gramsci's plan of the long march through the cultural institutions. People should look up Antonio Gramsci and understand incremental socialism, creeping socialism. You know the, the total creeping incrementalist control of the state. Look up the Fabian Society. You know that's another think tank organization that uh, is all about slowly bringing in the destruction of the authentic. Man and the authentic woman in our society, so that the androgenized versions, the 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 husks or shells of the former authentic man and authentic woman, uh, can basically be cannon fodder for the state and are easy to manipulate and control. At that point, the, all the other think tank involvements, you know, goes up higher than even these organizations. These are like the political aspects of it. You know, you have. Like the Council on Foreign Relations and the Rockefeller Foundation. you know uh, again, aspects, political driven aspects of this here in the United States, and then you have things like the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations, which is all about mind control and social engineering and eugenics. Those organizations grew out of Chatham and Wellington House in England. You know And then of course, you have the Club of Rome, which to me is probably one of the highest think tanks that's directly involved with this agenda, because they are entirely about eugenics and population reduction. You know, and then you have to explore the connections between all of this and, you know, uh, organized religion. So it, it has very deep roots, and it's ultimately all about control. It's not about anything else. It never has been about anything else. It's about control and making the population more manageable through reducing its numbers. Another thing you have to understand is dark occultism plays into this directly. The neo, I'm going to make a statement here and get as, folks get as offended about this statement as you want. The neo-feminism agenda is derived directly out of satanic ideology. It comes out of satanism. And one of the books that I highly recommend people to read when it comes to uh, understanding the direct manipulation of the male mind in society is The Satanic Witch by Anton LaVey. A very little known book, hardly anybody I know ever has ever read this book. And I think it's absolutely critical. It's a critical book to read to understand what's really going on in society. You know, this is a, a, a it's a, Guidebook, if you will. It's an instruction manual for the neo feminist agenda, as far as I'm concerned. You know, and, you know, look, here's all you really have to deeply grasp at first. The social engineers who have constructed this agenda want the vast majority of women, and again, I'm going to make generalizations when I talk about this, all right? I'm going to use terms like the vast majority of. And if you're uncomfortable with that, like I said last week, turn the show off now, okay? I'm not interested in whether people get offended by, um, you know, generalized statements. To understand this, you need to use generalizations. So I'm going to use most, almost all, almost every, the vast majority of. And if you're uncomfortable with that, tough, okay? So um, the, the the vast majority of women... Uh, are being manipulated by this agenda by them being essentially told and buying into the idea that what life is really about, folks, is pleasure and comfort and, you know, your daily pursuits, you know, the idea of the whole pursuit of happiness, very ambiguous terminology, okay? Rights are left at the door when it comes to this mentality, Alright, it's about me, 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 me all day, every day. I try to explain to people that if I could explain to you what Satanism really is, when, when you say the term, everybody's mind goes to the idea of the Christian devil, you know, the red devil in, with the horns and the pitchfork and the tail. Okay. This has little to zero to do with what I am calling Satanism. Okay, ideological Satanism, which in which, and maybe this is a good time to explain this because we're talking about the connection between the neo-feminist agenda and Satanism. Satanists chose the name Satan because of the archetypal um, connection to the Christian adversary or opposer that which is the adversary or opposer, which is what Satan means in Hebrew, to the Christ consciousness, to the higher consciousness, the higher mind, the connection to the higher self, the the real Savior of the world, which is making that connection to higher self and higher consciousness, and really being aware of what's going on within us and around us. Okay, Satanists chose that image because what they are trying to do is destroy that higher consciousness. Keep people in a state of low vibratory consciousness so that they can be controlled and therefore ruled and put into slavery and bondage. You know, as such, they're the adversaries of that Christ consciousness. You know, they don't want that type of consciousness rising in our society, they want to keep it quelled. So, that's the reason they chose that. However, the ideology of Satanism has nothing to do with the worship of the Christian devil, the concept of the Christian devil. It is about pure selfishness being the highest aspiration in life. If I could encapsulate what Satanic ideology is in a nutshell, it's waking up in the morning, and from the minute you wake up until the time you go to sleep that night, You aren't thinking about anything but yourself and what you could do to improve your own situation and you never ever think about anybody else's situation. You never have any compassion for the suffering of other people in the world. You don't look at the world in a wider sense. You don't look at the injustices that are going on in the world in in any kind of a wider sense. All you are doing is focused on me, 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 me all day, every day. That is Satanism. That's what Satanism is. And I'm not asking you to believe or accept that's what Satanism is. I'm telling you definitively and factually as a former priest of this religion that that is in fact what Satanism is. Period. The end. And it doesn't make a difference whether you accept it or believe it or not. You know? Like like I've said, if you want to know about any religion, you would probably want to go to the priest of that religion and ask them about it. Well, I was a former priest of Satanism, and I'm telling you that's what the religion is. Period. Now, when you think about that, how many people in society qualify as Satanists? And out of those people, how many of them are women? And I admit just about as many are probably men, but I'm telling you this is heavily, heavily, heavily marketed and peddled to women in society. And there's a reason for that. To get the moral decay of a society going, you have to get the women's mind first. You absolutely have to get their minds first. Because largely they're the people who are quote-unquote raising children. And I say quote-unquote because the, the parenting in our society is a joke. It's a joke. And women want to bear children, but they don't want to raise them properly. You know, because they weren't raised properly. And largely, neither were the men that they're associating with at all. And I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll Tell you that, just from my perspective, I talked about this last week, I wasn't raised properly by my parents. I wasn't raised by my parents, period. Like I said last week, my real family, the people who really truly raised me, are people I don't know personally in my life, in person. They were people who communicated through their writings and through other forms of media what real morality is about. And we have way too few quote unquote parents doing that job. They're failing miserably at it. And that comes directly out of the mind control that most women undergo. We'll continue to talk about this dynamic on the other side of this break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Before the break, I was talking about how neo-feminism grew directly out of the satanic ideology. And there's no better evidence of that than the book The Satanic Witch by Anton LaVey, which I highly recommend everybody reading to understand a lot of the manipulation tactics that are really being used against men and how men are really being uh, emasculated in this society. Uh, Controllers don't want any strong men in society because strong men are the only people who... Strong, informed, and enlightened men are the only ones who are really going to wage any kind of physical resistance against tyranny of tyrannical government in society. Now it's not to say that women would not be able to ideologically come out of their trance and understand the tyranny that's in place, you know, but when it comes to any kind of possible necessity for physical action, certainly men are going to be more likely than not the individuals who are going to be taking that action. That's why it's so important to get men completely emasculated in society. Um, And this whole idea of the destruction of all moral values in society starts with taking the woman's mind over. okay? Because they're, they've been in the traditional role throughout history as the nurturer and the one who is going to instill moral values into the child okay? by teaching them. Especially since traditionally women stayed with the child. Now, with women in the, the workforce, there's nobody except the state schools to basically instill so called values into the child. And what's getting instilled in those schools? Social Darwinism, you know, um, the, the worship of money, the worship of the state. That's what's getting instilled into children. Scientism, you know, a a total left-brained so-called education, which is a total indoctrination system of 50,000 hours of compulsory schooling with a child away from both parents. When you have parents who have not been raised with moral values, and their only thing that they've been taught to value is money. That's the value system, money. You know, where do you expect society to go? You expect it to become more free? You expect people to, to do great things in a free capacity? Expect it to go into chains into chains. Which which is exactly where it's at. And you know, I, I tell people let's make it personal. I don't need to go to anybody else or talk about anybody else as an example. Let's talk about my own family. My own family are completely ensconced and entrenched in a satanic mindset. Every member of my family except me. Maybe with the exception of one or two others who I would consider very semi-awake and aware and not really active. But in general, the entirety of my own family are in a satanic mindset never focusing on anything but me 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 all day long every day the women of my family don't care about rights they don't care about freedom they don't care about what's going on around them and the only thing they tell their children is go out and make enough money the only thing that i was that, that my own Mother was ever concerned with is whether I was making enough money or had a, quote, job. That's it. No involvement in any aspect of emotional or spiritual life whatsoever. Certainly not trying to raise me to an accurate and deep understanding of morality at all. Zero. Never mentioned it. Now, just go along with the program, go along with the system, follow the rules because you have to come out on top because you have to make enough money. That's all. Physical creature comforts, yeah, sure, taken care of. You know, as if that's all there is to the raising of a child and you have millions and millions hundreds of millions of people doing this so-called raising their children like this thinking that physical creature comforts are the only thing that a child needs met that's it nothing else so why do you, what surprise is there when we have totally inauthentic men and women in society that were never raised That have no connection to the true self. And what I want to talk about is... What women have been socially conditioned to desire. To want. Because that plays a huge role in what's going on. A gigantic role. What The inauthentic socially conditioned woman... woman, Which is the vast overwhelming majority of most women. Want... The, the corporate inauthentic man, that's what they desire in society. And so the corporate inauthentic man, the ones that will go down that path and play ball with the system, you know, most women will gravitate toward that, toward the guy who is compliant, has been emasculated by the system, by government, and is completely compliant with all the rules and regulations, because, you know, they'll basically make themselves, make their image into what their corporate masters want them to be, and then follow in and fall in line with whatever behaviors their corporate masters want from them. And most men will just do it, because what most men in our society want is for women to be interested in them and paying attention to them and that's what they're they're living their lives to try to accomplish not trying to get at the truth not trying to understand what's going on in the world they're chasing the inauthentic woman for the vast majority of their lives and so they want to reinvent themselves into the their corporate masters version of what a man should be to look like they want them to look to act like they want them to act it's pathetic. And these aren't real men. They don't resemble real men in any way, and neither do the women who want men who are corporate doormats. And in general, that's what modern women want. They want either either they want a corporate doormat that they can use as a resource or they want a total dominator. You know? And this all stems from either wanting to be in the position of control or wanting to be controlled. The vast, overwhelming majority, not all, there are some genuine, authentic women and genuine, authentic men left in this world, but the numbers are waning and dwindling, folks, and that's what the social engineers want. And how they put this idea into into women's mind, you know, this idea of you have to get the person who's the most successful in society, you know? I have a question for listeners. I'd like to pose a question that is a social experiment I've done to try to highlight this dynamic. And folks, I realize how controversial this is. And I said it from the beginning. I'm not going to shy away from this. What I'm going to say needs to be said, and I'm going to say it anyway. Okay? It doesn't make a difference who's offended or alienated by this. If you think this paints some kind of negative light on my work, well, turn it off. Don't listen to it anymore doesn't make a difference the truth remains the truth and this is still going on i'd like for people to call in because i have a question to pose Somebody wants to answer an off-the-cuff question, you know, a blind question that I want to put out there to try to highlight a dynamic I I want people to understand. The call-in number to join us is 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number Uh, 800-313-9443. We actually have a caller on the line. I'm going to go to them in the next segment after the top of the hour because I have a question that I want to pose and I think it will highlight this dynamic of why there's such an absolute degradation of moral values in our society and how women have largely played into that as a result of social engineering. I'm not saying men haven't either, but um, very much so this dynamic has targeted women. These social engineers know exactly what they're doing, folks. Stay with us, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. We're into the second hour of the show for this evening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're continuing our series on the neo-feminist agenda as a eugenics operation, what I call an example of epieugenics, eugenics that is carried out through mind control. This is about the mind control specifically targeted at women to foment a war between the sexes, and that is the elephant in the room that hardly anybody wants to really get into and talk about on any kind of a deep level, help people to understand the think tanks and occult groups that are directing this agenda, how it works, the type of conditions that it has led to in our society, and what we can do about it. But again, I said, I've been studying this dynamic for years now. And I finally felt that the time was right to bring this information forward because I consider it a moral obligation to talk about this uh, when I understand the dynamic that is going on so well, and very, very few people do. You know, neo-feminism constantly wants to tout the notion that... um, you know, the sexes aren't equally as oppressed in our culture, that our freedoms aren't being destroyed all around the board, men and women. You know, they put out this notion that every, you know, everything is because of patriarchy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we don't live in a patriarchy or a matriarchy. I mean, if you believe that, you've bought into the dialectic. We live, ladies and gentlemen, in an occultocracy. That's the nature of the ruling class that generally completely dominates and controls and enslaves the rest of the population. You know, people want to call it a patriarchy, a matriarchy, this and that, a a corporatocracy, you know, an oligarchy. It's an occultocracy. Maybe people have never heard that term before. Well, you have now. It means rule by the occult. Rule by occult means. And folks, if you think the occult, the dark occult, as I refer to the twisted variation, the the cult aspects of occulted knowledge being used against people as a weapon, okay, the dark occult and dark occultists, are comprised by both men and women and they're comprised by people from every culture, every walk of life, every age, you know, both sexes and even just about every social social, uh, income class. You know, people think it's only the ultra rich. No, the occultists are not all rich, you know. There's people who um, are involved in generational bloodline families of occultism and they're not necessarily rich and powerful people. They're powerful when it comes to what they understand about the mind. We're not living in a a patriarchy, folks. It's an occultocracy ruled by dark occultists. And what I was talking about in the last segment is that You know, most of the inauthentic women in our society want either a doormat or a dominator. You know, because, again, they're in one form of brain imbalance or another. The vast majority of them are being conditioned to the left brain imbalance because that's masculinizing the woman. And it's also getting the woman to align her so called values to the state to the state and its so-called values. Put all this stuff in quotation marks, folks. And again, you could put the wo- word woman in quotation marks. So, you know, maybe that'll make it a little bit more palatable. I'm not really talking about a real woman here. You got to understand that. I'm ta- Every time I'm using the term woman when I connect it in with the neo-feminist agenda, you have to understand, I mean, the inauthentic, mind-controlled woman that has nothing to do with what a real woman is at all. Zero. And unfortunately, the inauthentic woman comprises the vast majority of women in our population. It, yes, that is a generalization, but it is a true generalization. The social engineers have done their job well, and they know what they're doing, and they know how to do it. You know, this is done through movies, television, magazines, media, the news, the, the, the daily news, That people absorb. You know you just look through society. And I'm telling you right now. All you have out there is television watchers folks. You got people who sit in front of that garbage device. Day in and day out. Rotting their brain. And they think it's telling them something that resembles truth. The genuine being. The genuine human being. The genuine man. The genuine woman. Is not involved in in any aspect of the game of control whether on the side of being a dominator or being a doormat. And no genuine man or woman would want somebody to play either one of those roles. A real relationship involves control not being involved in it. And unfortunately, that's what modern-day relationships have all become about, control. But I have a question I want to ask the listening audience. I've done a social experiment over the last several weeks on on my own time where I asked approximately 75 people, 75 individuals, this question that I'm going to pose to a caller blindly right now, okay? And out of, well, I won't tell you what the results are, okay? Let's actually go, go to the phone line so I could pose this question and I'll tell you a little bit more about the social experiment that I did. Let's, let's hear from Phil in Oregon. Phil, um, I know you may have called in to pose some other question, but I want you to hold off on that question for now and I want to ask you a question, okay? And if you still have a question okay. or a comment that you want to make, I'll bring you back on later, okay? You could hold and I'll bring you back in. But I'd like to pose a question blindly to you and could you just confirm I haven't asked you this question, have I?
0: No, I'm kind of excited.
1: Okay, we didn't talk at all or pre-rehearse this in any way, okay? I'm just bringing Phil in because he's the first in the call queue, and I just want to ask you something, okay? Okay. I've asked 75 people so far this question, all right, as a social experiment. In a modern-day interaction between a male and a female, after the social niceties and pleasantries are exchanged at first, Could you tell me the first question, invariably, that the woman poses to the man in that interaction?
0: Oh, man. Let me think.
1: Almost invariably, the first question that a woman in modern society will pose to a a man after, you know, the the general pleasantries are exchanged. Like, you know, what's your name? Where are you from? You know, what's the next question that comes up? Oh, I got it. Go ahead.
0: What? What do you do for demon coin slavery points?
1: Thank you, Phil. Now, 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 ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this deeply, deeply explains the dynamic that I'm talking about here. Okay? Phil, I'm going to let you go. I want to thank you for giving that answer. Okay, and I want to tell people the result of this experiment. If you want to hold on the line, you're welcome to do that, and I'll bring you on for a question or comment after when I go to the phones, okay. if I go to the phones. But thank you. Okay, thank well. you for allowing me to ask you that question blindly. Okay. Thank you. So, of course, the answer to that question is what do you do for a living? What do you do to make money? Okay, that's the first question. Now, that's person 76 that I've posed that question to in the last several weeks. And I'll tell you the result of that little social experiment on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to what on earth is happening. Stay with us. I've got to run to keep run.
2: leave them kids, alone. Hey, teacher, leave them kids alone.
1: welcome back everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening here on rbn I'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is now before this last break I think uh, we've hit people with something that is a cornerstone in what I'm trying to explain. And I want to thank Phil from Ar- Oregon for answering my question live on the air blindly, okay? Not knowing what I was going to ask. And the question was, and I've done a social experiment with this over the last several weeks, and I've posed this question to 75 people. Phil was number 76. And the question was In in, an interaction in the modern world between a man and a woman who have just met each other, after they, you know, uh, if they're talking and they uh, exchange pleasantries at the very beginning of the conversation, what is invariably the first question that the female will pose to the male in that interaction? And he answered, What do you do for a living? He worded it a little bit more colorfully. He said, "What do you do for a demonic coin of the realm, or something to that effect?" You know, for uh, fake fiat uh, Federal Reserve notes. You know, um, but essentially the question remains the same: What is your the occupation that you make money doing? Okay, now this being the primary f- front foremost question that is posed, what does that say about what is going on in the modern conditioned female mind. Well, we'll we'll get into that in a minute, but let me give you the um, results of my little social experiment that I've conducted here over the past few weeks. 100% of people that I posed that question to, 76 out of 76 answered The same way. What do you do for a living? 100%. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, okay. If I went out on the street corner here in South Philadelphia and I went on the corner and I just said, I posed the question to 100 people. As they walked by, could you please tell me what color the sky is on a cloudless, weatherless day? During the day, when the, you know, not at nighttime, but during the day, on a cloudless, weatherless day, what color is the sky? What color does the, the sky re- refract to the human eye? I will almost guarantee you guarantee you that you will not get 100% of people to answer with the word blue. I will almost guarantee it. Yet 100% of people, do you know how difficult it is to get 100% agreement on any question? On any question. I mean, you go out on the street corner and ask people, what planet is this that you are standing on? I guarantee you 100% of people won't respond with the earth. I will almost guarantee it. As crazy as that sounds, trust me, you will find somebody that will give a different answer. To get 100% agreement on asking that many people anything is unimaginably extraordinary and says volumes about this social dynamic. It speaks volumes. And the reason for this is because the utmost thing in the mind of most people, and I will say this is true for both men and women, but it's overwhelmingly the case for the conditioned woman in society. And everybody will make excuses for this. And they'll they'll have justifications. You know. Till uh, the end of time. Because they won't want to look at this dynamic. Honestly. They won't want to look at it honestly. What this means. What this says. Societally. Is going on psychologically. Within the minds of the vast overwhelming majority of of socially conditioned, socially engineered females. What they are saying is my value system is based in money. Get as offended about it as you want. I don't care what anybody says about that. It's the truth. That is what that dynamic is saying psychologically. Now let me ask the listeners out there this question okay could you pose a hypothetical reason for me to contemplate and for the other listeners to contemplate could anybody out there tell me why the first question that does not come up in conversation between a man and a woman interacting socially in our society That the the woman would ask to the man, or that the man would ask to the woman for that matter, is, do you know the difference between right and wrong behavior definitively? Or in other words, are you a truly moral being? Why isn't that the first question that's asked? Why isn't that the first question that's asked, ladies and gentlemen? Want to know why? Because most people don't give a damn about that at all. At all. That's why. That's the truth. I don't need anybody to hypothetically answer the question. I know what the answer to the question is. Because their values aren't based on anything that is a real value. It's based on an illusion called garbage, nonsense, fake fiat money. There is nothing but a control system for the mind and behaviors and emotions. And I I guarantee you we'll get tons of excuses and tons of justifications about that. You know, I'm a misogynist for bringing that up. Don't you know, you know? It's because money is the value system that they have been taught, and that's the value system they've retained. Morals? Oh, who, who gives a damn? I don't need to know anything about that, you know? Do you condone or support violence against other people by your support of the state? <laughs> no, we don't need, I don't need to know anything about that. Because it variably, ninety-nine point nine percent of these people all do support the state. They're statists. Now, here's here's my my question, folks. Let's get to the underlying psychological factor that's going on there. Let's get to the under underlying psychological causal. Agent, the causal factor of what's taking place in the female, the manipulated, conditioned female psyche. Again, folks, one of the things I want to reemphasize that I talked about last week is we have to understand that this is not human nature. And many men are are absolutely just as brainwashed and conditioned and mind-controlled and socially engineered my contention would be that more men are out of that conditioning than women are by a, per, a small percentage. But we have to get to the underlying psychological reasons for this. We'll pick this up on the other side.
2: You know today
0: destroys a night Night divine day, try to run, try to hide, Break on to the other side, Break on to the other side, Break on to the other side, yeah.
1: Welcome back everyone, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com, you know, we've uh, pretty much struck a nerve when it comes to the dynamic that I'm talking about regarding neo-feminism and the socially conditioned mindset of the overwhelmingly vast majority of women in our society, and the value system that that really shows that most people are in, which is no values at all. You know, it's it's the worship of money, uh, and moreover than that, it's it's deeply beyond that because we have to get past just the symptoms and understand what the underlying social psychological factors that are really going on in most people's minds okay especially the female mind which is part of a, an overwhelmingly important part of what perpetuates statism in our society and perpetuates Everything that goes along with statism, which is the continued condoning of violence and oppression and slavery in our world. And I'm going to put out there the argument that the overwhelming mass of females in our society want that to continue. They love the state they cannot get enough of it and i'm not saying that uh, most men aren't status as well because they most certainly are but i'm saying it's almost entirely has a hold over women's minds as opposed to men who seem to be coming out of the status mindset a lot faster i know that's a controversial statement to make but look the numbers are there in the observation Just go out and look at who's out there telling the truth about statism as being a complete illusion. How many men are doing that versus how many women are doing that? I mean, I don't think anybody would call into this show or try to debate at all anywhere that the overwhelming numbers of people involved in the truth movement are men. The ratio is wildly skewed. If I had to guess, I would say it's a minimum, minimum of 10 to 1. And I, I'm probably being extraordinarily generous in that estimation. I'd say more likely than not, it's actually closer to 20 to 1. You know, which it, it speaks volumes. All you have to do is go out in any group of, of activists and observe. And I'm talking about for like, you know, really things that are anti the state. Of course, there are activist groups that are comprised largely of women. I'm talking when it comes down to telling the real truth about this entire corrupt, immoral system. Because most women gain benefit from that system from being in place and want it to continue. They don't want the state to come down. It's why the state is constantly you know, trying to justify their existence in their minds and and tell them how much they need them because it is like the the state's trying to prop itself up as the the actual real masculine man image you know and say you need us And here's the, here's the underlying psychological dyma- dynamic that I'm talking about. What are we really talking about folks? Why does a woman in a, in a first interaction with a male ask the question, what do you do for a living? What's being actively sought psychologically? What, what are they revealing about their condition that they're in? You know, just, let me just say this as an aside. Do you know there are people who I know and have known for years that I still don't know what they do, quote, for a living? I hate that term, what do you do for a living? As if you wouldn't be able to live without doing this. You know? As if they, somehow all of life is dependent on the flow of money and whether you're in some corporate slave job. I hate the term, what do you do for a living? For a living. What do I do for the fake garbage Federal Reserve notes that people so believe in as a religion? As a false religion? That morons believe in as a false religion, you know. So I, I lost my train of thought there. I was saying you know the underlying psychological dynamic that you know is going on here, and um, <clears throat> how wildly you know skewed uh, truth telling is in in the in the truth movement, um, and you know the the ratio that exists between men and women the, the this dynamic of you know what do you do for a living where where is that coming from you know i mean i would never i, I was saying i never uh i there are people who i know who i have never even asked that question to i've never posed the question to actual friends that i have people that i've known for years you know, I've actually gone up to him and said, you know, I've not, how long have I known you? You know, and someone replied to me, oh, about five or six years now. It's got to be. And I said, I have no idea what type of job you do during the day at all. Never ask them one time because I don't care about that. Why would I care about what fake nonsense that someone is made to go through, is coerced really to go through, okay? by this society to make you know absolutely fake nonsense money that has isn't backed by any real intrinsic value whatsoever why would i care what someone who's in the same basic slavery position as i am in when it comes to having to have an amount of that dynamic in your life to be able to just get any food or services at all okay and why would that be somehow deter- determining what uh, how, how I interact with that person? I'm not concerned about what somebody does for their job at all in any way because that's not what makes somebody a person I want to know or not at all in any way. I, I honestly don't care what they do as long as I know that they're a good person and they're fighting the good fight of freedom. And getting involved in doing the great work in some capacity. That's what I care about. I want to know whether someone's awake. I want to, so, want to know whether someone knows what's going on in the world. I want to know whether someone is conscious. I want to know whether someone cares about what's going on in the world. Not how many fake Federal Reserve notes they can accrue there are people in my life who I've known for years I've never even posed the question to I don't know what they do and I don't even want to know and yet this is the first and foremost things on the minds of most people because what they are trying to get at is how much money do you make and that there's a reason for that psychologically what's going on in their mind now I want to go to another caller and ask them this question okay okay so I'm going to go back to the phone lines and I'm going to bring somebody else on and I want them to try to answer the question, what psychologically is going on in the minds of someone who poses a question, the first, first question they ask somebody else because they think there might be you know, some kind of interaction or attraction or whatever uh, and you know, in pursuing some sort of a any kind of a relationship, the first thing that they want to know is what do you do for a living, okay? I want to know the psychological dynamic that is taking place there. What psychologically is going on? So I'm going to bring on Donna from Los Angeles. And Donna, if you have another comment or question, I'm going to ask you to hold it for now. I'll go back to you if we go to the phones tonight. And I want to ask you, what do you think is the psychological dynamic that is going on there uh, with the vast majority of women who pose this question, and again, I'm not trying to debate whether that is the answer to the question. 76 out of 76 people answered that question the same way, so clearly that is a dynamic that is taking place. Whether you want to argue that it's you know that's happening all the time everywhere is not the point here. What I want to ask you is in that dynamic that is taking place, what do you think psychologically is going on with socially conditioned people who are Answer or who are posing that question? Can you tell me what you think they are looking for?
2: Okay. Well, I think when a woman says, "I want to know what this guy does for a living," you know, if he's going to be my potential, you know, partner in life or my husband, uh, they're looking for some type of financial stability. I
1: think. Okay. So now, what? What? What is that dynamic psychologically? Financial stability translates psychologically to what? In the mind
2: um, maybe having someone to help take care of you uh, someone who will you know make the you know take away the problems right. make the, things what are, are these
1: all forms to of to get to the get to the actual word tell me what this is all a form of seeking um.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure, actually. Cause, well, um, if you
1: want financial stability, if you want somebody to take, quote, care of you, okay? If you want, uh, you know, there to be resources present when you need them, tell me what you're psychologically seeking. Are you psychologically seeking goodness and virtue? Are you psychologically seeking morality? Are no. you psychologically seeking freedom? No, no, no and so. no. no. Okay, correct. Yeah. You're correct. The answer to those questions are no. Well, then what is being sought?
2: Um, well, you know, it's almost like an exchange. People, women who buy into this, and believe me, I, I'm not one of them, <laughs> uh, but women who buy into this, it's basically they're exchanging their liberty and their freedom for a false sense of security. A false sense of oh, it's going to all work out. I'm
1: not. You gonna just have to, said it. Thank you. You, you, Donna. You just said the word I was looking for: security, mm-hmm. or in other words, safety.
2: Safety.
1: Security right. or safety. That's what's psychologically being sought. Yeah.
2: No. Now, it, it,
1: yeah. Now. Let, uh, now, and, and I'm going to let you go on that note and I want to thank you for calling and allowing me to ask you a question blindly and thank you so much for you know, exploring that dynamic with me. Hold on the line if you want to get back to uh, asking a question or making a comment if and when I take calls later in the show. So thank you, Donna. Thank you, Mark. You got it. So there's the dynamic, folks. Safety. Now... The, question, the next question becomes, psychologically, what kind of people, first and foremost, are looking for safety over any higher values? We'll explore that on the other side of the break, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back everyone, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host Mark Passio, my website whatonearthishappening.com So before the break uh, I talked to Donna from Los Angeles and we were trying to get at the root psychological dynamic that is going on in the minds of people that, uh, of women in society who are focused on Simply, you know, uh, what a guy does for a living, you know, a- and we talked about the. You know, I did a social experiment uh, of this being the uh, asking 76 people what the first question a woman asks a man in, uh, you know, in an, 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 an encounter between a woman and a man who have just first met after the initial pleasantries are exchanged, what does the woman invariably ask the man first? And 76 out of 76 people answered. What do you do for a a quote living? You know, you can't get that kind of agreement on what color the sky is during the day. Um, And so, you know, I asked the question, well, why is that? What are they seeking psychologically? What's going on in the psyche that would make someone be so conditioned and so focused on that dynamic first out of all the other things you could possibly know about a human being? And the answer is what they're seeking is safety, security. Because in their minds, in their socially conditioned minds, money translates to security in society. Now, that obviously is not true because we're going into a police state, you know, where violence is everywhere. You're not safe just because you have a lot of money. You know, we're losing our freedom. And that makes you not safe and in a condition of chaos when you don't have freedom. Money's not going to solve that problem. Hey, you, natural disasters can happen. You know, does natural disaster, does a tsunami rolling in off the coast say, oh, that person's house is, you know, they clearly make, uh, you know, a couple hundred grand a year. I'll, I'll skip over that house. <laughs> a tsunami doesn't say that. And most certainly neither does an asteroid or a comet that's barren into the earth. You know, it's not going to say, well, I'll take out all the poor people, uh, you know, when I strike, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let the rich go. We'll, we'll let them, you know, we'll let them uh, continue and, and you know, we won't affect them. You know, people don't understand there's no such thing as safety. There's no such thing as guarantee of safety. It doesn't exist. It's an illusion, And there you have what I'm trying to establish here. Socially engineered people like this, and particularly this extraordinarily socially engineered um, aspect of society, namely modern, inauthentic, conditioned women, are chasing an illusion. They're chasing something that does not exist. Because of an ingrained belief system that somehow money will make you secure for your life. How about all the wives of all the people, all the men who uh, were part of Enron? I'll bet you they all were asked in the situations that they were in with women, what do you do for a living? And when they said, I'm part of a, a really new awesome energy company that's going to storm the world. It's going it's to take the world by storm. I'm sure you had plenty of them that were so ecstatic about that, they were beside themselves. You know? What happened with that? Where was the security? That could happen to any company. Any company could go down. Money doesn't create security in a society, folks. If you believe that, you are under mind control. And your religion of choice is the monetary system. Because that's, that's where all of this is coming from, folks. Getting people to make their religion the monetary system. And you know what? That's satanic. Because that's all about, what, where is my personal power, since this is believed in as power in our society, and the ability to do things. Even the ability to ha- have basic needs met, like eating. You know? The monetary system, the god of this world, the ultimate religion, the religion that even people who have kicked statism still buy into, and it's all equally sewage. It's sewage for the brain, it's sewage for the emotional makeup, and it's sewage for the soul. And yet, that's where these people's mindset is at. That's where their mindset is. And I'm telling you, it's the vast overwhelming majority. I'd say it's well over 99% of women think that way. And I'm not just making a wild estimate or trying to be harsh, I'm just being honest in my assessment. If 76 out of 76% of 76 people out of 76 people answered the question the same way, you have to understand that this dynamic is totally widespread. It's omnipresent, it's beyond just widespread, it's everywhere. Chasing the illusion of safety. And there, here we go, folks. Just extend that outward, and we, then we have the acceptance of the state by the vast overwhelming majority of women. Well, of course, if you're going to accept the monetary system as your main value system, well, what, it's a logical progression that you're going to accept, accept the, sta- the state as your, quote, protector, to keep you, quote, safe. Quote, unquote, safe. Yeah, they'll just control you with their form of, quote, security. You know, like Ben Franklin said, those who would give up essential liberty for a little bit of temporary safety will lose both and deserve neither. Only bringing our behaviors into alignment with moral law, with natural law can ever ensure the safety of a society. And let me tell you something, folks, people who say, well, oh, there'd still be natural disasters and this and that. I firmly, firmly look at it exactly the opposite. I think nature is responding to bring suffering to a a community, a society, when they become more and more immoral. I think that natural disasters are totally connected with consciousness. And that's what's invariably going to bring a comet down on this world or an a-, a huge asteroid down upon it. Because that's going to be nature's way of saying these people had their chance to learn and come out of their garbage belief systems, come out of their total mind controlled belief systems that do- doesn't serve any part of who they are or who they say they want to be, and they've had enough chance. They've had enough chances, they've had enough time. I've got to- So let's see what you make of this huge space rock. We're going to weed the garden a little bit. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Oh, folks, uh, sorry about the mix-up with the... uh With the bumper music there, uh, clearly that's not supposed to be in my bumper music queue. I'll see if I can get them to take care of that uh, on the network side. But uh, no worries, Uh, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're into the third hour of the show this evening. And we've been discussing, as we have over the last couple of weeks, the neo-feminist agenda as a eugenics operation, uh, an operation that I referred to as an epi-eugenics operation, which is eugenics being waged through mind control and through social engineering in society. Um, I do want to take some calls in the third hour of the show tonight, and I'll give the call-in number to join us uh, for your questions or comments on this topic. The call-in number to join us, 800-313-9443. Once again, toll free 800-313-9443. I do want to wrap up some things in this first segment, and then I'll probably go to your calls in the next segment. But uh, we were essentially talking about the degradation of moral values in society and how people don't really care whether somebody is good or bad as long as they make money. Once again, let's just bring this dynamic home to roost, okay? I don't need to go outside of myself and my own experience to prove that this is what's going on in society. My family members did not care about whether I was growing up as a moral being or not, which is why I didn't grow up as a moral being until much later in life. I didn't grow into a moral being until way after Um, I stopped listening to the programming and the indoctrination that my family was giving me about what's real in this world. I had to get out of that whole dynamic because they were making me into more of an immoral person. And you know, some of them will hear that and they'll say, oh, how could you possibly say that? I'm not saying they were evil, evil people who told me to go out and hurt people. But the real difference between right and wrong behavior was never effectively communicated to me. And it's largely never communicated to other people by their family members. And this is because of the propagation of this no values system in our society. And it is my contention that that has really gone into hyperdrive as a result of neo-feminism coming in and taking the minds of most women in our society. I'm not saying it wasn't bad before that. It was already on the decline. But the think tanks that have put, and occult organizations that have put neo feminism into place in our society in the big way that it is now, it is done to completely destroy the value system of people and put them into a satanic mode of thought, which is me, me, me only, only worry about my safety, my security, my comfort. And is this not what you see most, especially young women? Talking about and obsessing about, I mean, folks, <clears throat> the inaneness and the, the 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 vapid form of consciousness that is out there. It, all you have to do is go to any public place and just eavesdrop in on a conversation that's happening. And I, I'd suggest it'll work with equally with men and women. But in particular, you will hear women only talk about, you know. Their creature comforts, you know, their clothes, or you know what they are, are going to do with their friends, or you know the soap opera that they watched, or the celebrity who's getting married. You know, it, it's it's vapid, inane banter that goes on. There, there is largely no, and you know, men have the whole sports dynamic going on. Everybody's talking about the Super Bowl as if this matters in your life. You know. I mean, th- this whole concept of dumbing people down and taking away their morals, you know, just totally in- infringing on any moral sensibility that they had at all and destroying that. The monetary system is a gigantic part of that, and almost overwhelmingly, the vast majority of modern. Conditioned women have totally bought into that system as their value system. I know my family has. I don't look, folks, I'm like really the only awake being in my entire family, man or woman. I'm telling you, there are zero, zero females in my family who deeply care about and understand the difference between right and wrong. They are concerned about money and. Whatever they have to do to get money and, and whatever their, the man in their lives has to do to, quote, make a living. And that's all they care about. They don't care about what's going on in this world. They don't know anything that's going on in this world. They have no knowledge. And this, this, this entire concept is totally omnipresent and widespread in our culture. Totally widespread and omnipresent. The desire... For security, a total illusion. It's a product of the satanic mindset, ego gratification, me, me, me thinking. No care, the destruction of care, the cremation of care. You know, nobody actually caring on any kind of a wider level. You know, just worry about my creature comforts. And this leads to women who want men to be around them for nothing else but a resource to exploit some form of a resource. You know, which is why they're so largely concerned with asking that question immediately. You know, it's like a, it's like a, a algorithmic response going on in the brain. There, it's it's you know, a, a sizing up. It's a, you know, a, a, a filtration process. Well, is this amount of money going to be good for the lifestyle I want to live? You know, because I'm not worried about anything that's going on in the world or whether this person's a good person or not. You know? The desire for people to be used as a resource. And I'm not telling you that doesn't go on, on the other side of the equation too with men doing that with women. But it is deeply ingrained in our culture for women to do that and for that to be somehow acceptable. You know? Like I said, they're not asking the question, do you know the difference between right and wrong behavior? They're not concerned with that. But they ask that question, what do you do for a living? This all ties into a concept known as hypergamy. H-Y-P-E-R-G-A-M-Y. A lot of people may never have heard about it, but it's the installation of this cultural indoctrination of you have to go, the woman has to go out and find a man that can be used as a resource, that makes enough money to act as the provider. You know? And of course the state is the ultimate form of this. The state is the ultimate form of big daddy provider in 99.9% of women's mind. You know, they're going to provide safety and security. It will be chaos without them. Around, You know, this idea, hypergamy is this idea of w- 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 the woman will marry up to, to get the, a, a guy that has a lot of resources and money at his disposal because that translates to to power and ability in, in that person's mind. They're not concerned about really what's going on in the mind of that person. Like I said, my family would be ecstatic, ecstatic if I was a multi-millionaire evil Satanist who was... Trying to murder people through eugenics operations, which is where I probably would have went had I not come out of the satanic mindset that I was in in my youth. But I'm sure my family would have no problem with it as long as money was rolling in, you know. And to be honest, most women have no problem with whatever immoral activity their man is doing, their husband, the man in their life, whatever is doing. They don't care if they're hurting somebody else. The vast majority. I'm making a generalization, yes. I'm saying the overwhelming majority. Not all, certainly. And you will not hear me say the word all pretty much in this whole general discussion for weeks. Of course, none of this fits into a blanket statement. But the the general mass of people, are they like this? Absolutely. So folks... um, Stay with us. We're going to get to your calls on the other side of the break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I think I'm going to leave the um, presentation portion of the show for tonight right there as it is, and we will continue talking about these topics uh, on next week's show. I'll be continuing to delve into the neo-feminism agenda The mind control that is specifically and the social engineering that is specifically targeted toward women to uh, control their perceptions and their um, uh, ideas of what they want and uh, ideas of attractiveness, etc. You know, we'll talk about a lot of these things um, and we'll get into how this has completely really driven a, a wedge between men and women in our society and. I'll also eventually be getting into some of the lashback that's uh, starting to occur uh, when it comes to different types of uh, you know, men's uh, reaction type movements to this, um, and uh, that'll be coming up on future shows. In future uh, weeks, I'll also be going back into the importance of gun uh, ownership rights and uh, why it's so important to arm yourself. And to know how to use arms, and I'll be, um, you know, getting into uh, the Second Amendment like I did before, and you know, talking about that, and really also talking about how a lot of people still don't grasp and understand this importance, especially in other countries. Uh, thankfully, here in America, you know, people still are very much into gun ownership and fighting hard every day to retain those inherent natural rights. On future shows, I'll also be talking about uh, the occult history of Nazism. I think I'm going to do an entire series on this and explain a lot of the personalities and groups that were involved in uh, bringing Nazism out of the realm of uh, the occult and turning it into a political ideology um, You know, uh, in the um, 20th century. But uh, we're going to go to the roots of where that came from, and uh, I'll be breaking that down Uh, how that was uh, done and fomented through a lot of different dark occult orders. I'll also be going into um, solutions again uh, to try to bring a social dynamic to waking people up, you know, uh, a social technique for waking people up. This is what I call maven targeting. I believe it's a phrase that I've coined as well. I haven't heard anybody else use it, uh, but i uh, we'll explain the concept of what the maven is and why we should try to essentially um, focus in a group setting on changing the mind of the maven of a social dynamic, particularly a family, if possible, um, which would probably be the most effective. Instead of trying to you know, just wake individuals up, we need to target key people when it comes to waking them up. And then that influence will have a greater effect on other on other people because the maven is the person who is essentially, their opinions are listened to, okay? So that's all coming on future editions of What on Earth is Happening, just a small, you know, sneak preview of what I'll be getting into in future weeks. Uh, right now, let's go to the phone lines, and um, I'd like people to comment or talk about, you know, the neo-feminism agenda and aspects of it that I've talked about and covered thus far. I'm not going to totally limit it to that. If you do want to go into other topics or areas of of inquiry or discussion, that's fine. But um, I would personally like to see people uh, ask questions or make comments regarding uh, the material I'm talking about in uh, the current show and last week's show. So uh, let's uh, go to the phone lines. It looks like we have uh, full lines. Let's hear from Phil in Oregon. Phil, you're live on what on earth is happening. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey Mark, thanks for having me on again. I had to reach sure. for that answer earlier. Had to go into slave think to pull that out.
1: <laughs> yes, it most certainly is, isn't it?
0: Yeah, man. I, first of all, I've, I got to thank you. You know, thank you for suffering, man. Uh, we wouldn't be here without it. Um, some of my, I want to talk about uh, the mass, the uh, men aspect of the of how they're targeting men. Sure. Uh, in a spec, but I want to say. Uh, I noticed that what on earth is happening is a piece of high magic, I've noticed. Oh, I, I on, want to thank what? you
1: for that. I mean, I, I, I consider that this is all about alchemical transmutation from lower consciousness, base consciousness, to higher consciousness and true awareness. So I kind of like that assessment and uh, you know, I, I kind of like that comparison to uh, you know real magic because I, I, I do consider it that
0: it is a piece of high magic I, it finally hit me uh it's kind of weird you say transmute because i noticed uh when when i'm in the process of suffering it, it's a game changer when you thank the suffering and you have gratitude during in that process it gives a purpose and changes it's it's a trip it really works but uh anyway i want to talk about uh i don't know if you have a, a hipster epidemic in philly but oh god
1: yes oh well, boy don't give do me a we thought.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get started on this. All right, man. Uh, the emasculated hipster man-child, right? They're they're everywhere.
1: It's it's um, pretty bad. I mean, you know, th- th- that's that's what they want. You know, they want somebody who, you know, isn't a strong person, uh, physically or mentally. They want someone who doesn't care about gun ownership. They want somebody who doesn't really care about rights. Who wants to be trendy. They want somebody who wants to be popular instead of being moral, you know, they want somebody who's going to just take on pleasure pursuits in society and try to go along with the flow and fit in. Instead of really standing on their own as a true nonconformist and really going against the flow of this immoral system that we are all enslaved by, they don't want that, you know. And so the hipster mindset is absolutely perfect for that. You know, it's about pop culture, it's about popularity, and it's about, you know, the same type of vapid mindsets that I was talking about earlier, you know?
0: Yeah. Totally. they they're they're like spiritual manic or spiritual invalids and soulless That's mannequins. Right. Is, they're worried about like fashion
1: and who can wear women's
0: clothing it's ridiculous yep. and they they're just testicles man children and and it gets it gets even I further with the
1: fashion. i i absolutely love it and i agree continue
0: <laughs> yeah was, uh me and my roommate were seeing if we can get you a laugh tonight but uh anyway uh the, BPA, the b p a the bis bisphenol bis- a what you say
1: oh yes bisphenol a yes
0: the bps and the polyester in your clothing people the petroleum yep. pod products estrogen in the beer plastic food containers all these are endocrine disruptors and gender bending right. chemicals and estrogen mimickers if you can get away from that stuff as much as possible i mean throw away your clothes petroleum or a polyester man it, it it uh it totally turns you into a feminized man you don't want to fight back just like you said the the voice even the voices are like uh raising and it's, yep. it's spooky it's really spooky um, i mean i you know. mean
1: many women have actually uh, pointed that out and and said that to me that you know you just hear modern men talk and it's like it, it doesn't even sound like a masculine voice anymore you know they sound like you know uh high-pitched and You know, a lot of it is the hormones also in meat and dairy, uh, you know, that's pumped into the modern, you know, meat and dairy diet. Uh, Huge. It's a huge part of it as well, you know. But uh, absolutely, things like bisphenol A and plastics and, you know, they even put that in printer ink and, you know, it's in the plastic containers and cups and, you know, in clothing, as you said. It's a widespread attack. I'm actually going to get into that probably next week uh, to talk about... A lot of the ways that you know um, they're turning people into these genderless, you know, slaves. They're destroying the sex drive, you know, through through food, water, radionics, chemtrails is a part of that. We'll pick this up on the other side. Stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back.
2: (laughs)
1: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're taking your calls until the end of the show this evening. I want to thank Phil from Oregon Oregon for a phenomenal call, really bringing up really great points about what is essentially um, emasculating and feminizing men in our culture. And that's part of this neo-feminist agenda of eugenics, what I call epi-eugenics, because they want to eliminate strong male presences in this society, not only for father figures to children, but certainly they want to eliminate the ability of strong men to stand up physically against state tyranny. And that's why a huge interconnection between the neo-feminist agenda is the anti-gun agenda, without any doubt without any question and that's why you know they lobby to get so many of these neo-feminists to you know promote anti-gun agendas and and political um uh political um figures so let's uh let's uh continue with the callers and go to donna in los angeles donna you're live on what on earth is happening thanks for holding
2: Oh, hi, Mark, again. Um, I just wanted to make a couple points. One is sure. that um, even though women might be in the minority about this, there's a lot of us who don't believe in this neo feminist agenda, and we, we don't sure. like it at sure. all, okay? And oh, we absolutely. Love, and
1: I, I actually intend love to cover the men that. In our dynamic. Lives. Yeah, I, Donna, I actually intend to cover that dynamic and explain to people how there are many, many women in our society who are recognizing the dialectical lie of the neo-feministic agenda and are coming out and starting to speak out against it and explaining how this is as much of an anti-woman. Campaign as it as it uh, you know affects uh, ma- the male sex as well. You know this is this is completely about the destruction of the familial dynamic between human beings, so that the state has an easier time dominating, controlling, and enslaving people. Make no mistake, that is the ultimate agenda, and the the whole uh, concept here is uh, this is done by. The occultocracy ultimately, uh, and the social engineers to to put the majority of women in this mindset again, this is one of the reasons I have to use terms like the vast overwhelming majority almost every, almost all. Are they generalizations? Of course they are, but you know, language is kind of you know a limited thing, and it's like I have to just keep reemphasizing that, so people don't think I'm talking about all women, and certainly so that people don't think I'm saying that this is the nature of women. I am definitively saying this is not the nature of women. This is the socially engineered condition of women in the modern world, and until they we understand how these mind control dynamics work. Work, we're not going to be able to change that condition and bring about healing between the sexes. Right,
2: right. Well, for the, you know, those of us ladies who are awake, we see it as a divide and conquer tactic. You know, we know who, you know, the powers that be what they're trying to do by dividing and conquering us. Um, Mark, I also wanted to mention because um, we've been listening to your show for a long time, and we we really um, are very grateful for all the work you do for exposing, um, you know, the hidden meanings and the symbolism, uh, you know, that people take for granted. We appreciate you exposing that. Um, I just want to mention real quick, because I know there's other callers waiting. You know, there's quite a few women who are truth seekers and are trying to expose the truth. And I don't know if you're familiar with the work of a May Russell. Uh, She had a radio show in the 70s and the 80s. But she was one of the first um, women to talk about mind control, secret societies, the organized banking uh, cartel, and all this stuff. She was a pioneer for her time. Her name was May Brussel.
1: You know, VR. I'm not familiar with her, but I'm definitely going to become familiar with her based on your recommendation. Uh, it sounds like a person who is quite aware, especially at that around that time, you know, she must have done a, a whole lot of reading and a whole lot of v- visiting of, of libraries in order to become that aware, you know, that long ago, and uh, I, I would def- will definitely check out her work.
2: Yeah, and then there's a couple of women who are pretty active today, there's one lady um, in Veterans today, uh, Dr. Stuart Jean Bramhall, she's great, um, Catherine Austin Fitz, she's a financial oh, lady. Ka- Catherine
1: Austin Fitz is pretty great, yes, I, I, I'm familiar with her.
2: Um, there's Daisy Luther, she's an organic prepper, uh, Melissa Melton, she's of Truthstream Media, yep. Aaron Dykes, and um, Catherine Frompovich. These are all women writers that I, I really enjoy reading their work, and it's good to see some of us sisters are way and you know we want to you know we want to find out what's really going on That's so right. I, I just wanted Th- those, to share that with
1: you absolutely donna thank you so much for those recommendations i will look into many of them especially may brussel who you mentioned first and i i just want to say yes there are some women who are waking up to this agenda and waking up to the overall control agenda and the overall occult agenda and uh, i think those numbers just need to continue to grow and grow and grow and i'll do everything i can to encourage Uh, women to step out of their, you know, comfort zone and, uh, develop some courage to look into what's really going on in this world and then start to speak it, you know, to other people uh, fearlessly so that, you know, they they can develop some real security by aligning their behavior to natural law and the great work, because that's what really provides real safety and security of any, uh, Pe- people in a large social dynamic in the aggregate so um uh, don i want to thank you so much for that call
2: thank you very much mark you got it okay bye right mm-hmm. bye-bye
1: let's uh continue with some other callers and let's hear from avery in seattle avery you are live on what on earth is happening welcome to the show hey mark hey how are you
3: hear you? me yes i can all right cool Hey, man, I've been listening to your for about a year, and uh, I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you um, bringing up this topic of neo-feminism.
1: Sure. I thought it was high time. I've stayed silent on it for actually years. And, uh, uh, you know, the the dynamics that are going on in society are so completely out of control that I said I can't wait anymore and I don't care who this may offend alienate or make uncomfortable I understand how um, controversial of a topic it is and how tensions run hot when things like this when socio-sexual dynamics like this are brought up but I cannot stay silent about it any longer and I will not
3: oh absolutely you know and um, I must say that you know you always pick up you whenever you t- bring this topic up which you know I have in public before so I'm glad to hear it from you that, um, you always get that thing like, oh, you know, you're, uh, you're a misogynist or you're, you're generalizing women into a category of being, uh, you know, you're trying to make them sound like they're bad. But, you know, I'm really, whenever I bring it up to people, I try to make it sound like, well, I think it's due to, you know, um, people like, uh, you know, mind control, kind of like what you're talking about, you know, sure. where, where these things on the media, you know, and then you see these things that these young women get into, because, you know, I've got, um, you know, uh, a girlfriend, you know, my sisters and stuff, and the stuff they get into, you can, not God, you wouldn't even, like, believe it, and I don't know if you pay attention to, you know, the the general media, like, you'll, you'll hear some of these artists, some of these young women get into, like, uh, Nicki Minaj, you know, Taylor Swift, you'll see these sure. things they do, and it's just like, oh my God, you know. And
1: the, and the like, inane, vapid music and the lyrics, you know, and it's all about, you know, Me, 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 me—accumulation of wealth and and status and popularity—and it's just it's just junk.
3: The man and the woman. Yep. Yeah.
1: They they have they have the youth focused on junk, especially when it comes to pop culture and music.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I try to tell my sisters this stuff too. I say, you know, you know, or you know, and my girlfriend, everybody. I say, look, you know, you you know, if Taylor Swift wants it, yourself. Right when she's talking about this stuff, you know, maybe she should go get a new boyfriend. But um, you know, one of the points I wanted to bring up was, you know, and I wanted to thank that uh, Phil from, uh, I believe he's from, he said he was from Oregon. Yes. Um, I, you know, I'm from, you know, a West Coast here, so you know, I'm in hipster hell, where um, I get told every time I talk about gun control, I'm a Republican, or you know, I'm
1: <sighs> wow
3: the category, you know, oh, actually, I have a friend who's in the freedom movement, like you know, he's one of these people that's really into the 911 thing, and he was telling me just this week. That I sound like
1: Bill O'Reilly, I um, wow. Some it's got to be really bad on the West Coast. I could tell you it's horrible here in Philadelphia, and I could only imagine what what uh, cities in California must be like. Uh, the, oh yeah, any well, conscious people there must be going through total hell. Uh, arguably more so than you know what we're going through here on the East Coast. Oh,
3: even even at like um, I'll go to. Uh, the Theosophical Society I, I'll go to these kind of places too You know, We got them over here and um, you know, I go in there and I start talking about Because uh, the, the guy who works there um, At the Theosophical Workshop he, He's really into um,
1: A- Avery, our- Avery stay, stay with us and I'll let you continue This line of thought on the other side of this break Ladies and gentlemen you're listening to What on Earth is Happening We'll be right back everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening here on rbn last segment of the show for this evening's episode we were talking with avery in seattle avery are you still with us yep i'm here okay you continue uh your line of thought i think you were talking about uh you were trying to explain to some people out on the west coast the importance of gun ownership and the second amendment and the uh uh you know negative responses that you're getting from many of the people there
3: Oh, yeah, and I was actually, uh, where I was going with that was even a little further, because I was over at, you know, the, the uh, you're familiar, obviously, with the, the Theosophical Society. Yes, I am. Um, oh, yeah, um, you know, they have a chapter out here, and uh, or whatever you would like to call it, and I went over there, uh, I go over there a lot, you know, they have a lot of different books that I'm interested mm-hmm. in, and I was talking to one of the guys, because, you know, he's known for being kind of like, he's into, you know, these satanic groups and stuff, like, he'll talk about it openly, you know, so I approached him, and I was talking to him about, um, you know, I said, you heard about, you know, the government kind of gets in, you know, the government is directly affiliated with some of these groups and stuff. Because you, you heard of that documentary about, uh, it was Lawrence King. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh,
1: uh, from, Omaha, uh, the, from, from all of the pedophile scandals that were going on in in, the, in Nebraska and his connection with, uh, I think, um, uh, what was it, Boys Town? Yeah. Is that who yeah, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. part of uh it's part of um uh the uh conspiracy of silence as it was called in the documentary. I can't remember the book. Uh, John DeCamp was the author of the book um uh who, who kind of exposed it. He was a Nebraska state senator who uh found out about this uh, pedophile ring going on from uh, you know, money scandals that were taking place within the oh, you know, Nebraska State you really Legislature. Kid.
3: You know, and he, you know, so I'm bringing some of the stuff up about how the, you know, the government might, you know, how, you know, it's been obvious that they have a lot of ties. You know, this guy is someone who talks about it openly. And he was telling me that, no, that's just conspiracy. And I'm like, what do you mean that's conspiracy? I'm like,
1: how how about all all the stuff coming out about how, you know, uh, the uh, royal family is involved in, in covering up pedophilia and actively involved in it? You know, the Jimmy Savile stuff that has all come out, and the other pedophiles, you know, that are, are part of, you know, Parliament in in the English government. It, this is all breaking, you know, uh, and he doesn't think that this is happening, you know? Yeah,
3: no, no. Oh, God, yeah, and, well, because the funny thing is, I you know, I'd hear him talking about this stuff, and he would, he, me and him have talked before, so I was talking about how, you know, the government seems to have a lot of ties, you know, because obviously I believe that, but, you know, presenting it to somebody, I kind of, you know, I waited for him to say something first, so then I bring it up, and then... Then he shot me down and looked at me like I was like yelling that there was a uh, fire in the pool or something. You know, he was like, he was like, "What? No, nah, dude, that's just, that's just conspiracy." And I'm like, you know, this is the Theosophical Society. Have you ever picked up a book by you know, it, it, you know, Helena Blavatsky? You know, she she gets you know, she talks a lot about things like this and stuff. And I, I was like, I couldn't believe that this guy was just like kind of shooting me down like that, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if he is in the know and he had, does t- take part in dark occultism, of course he would want to discourage anybody from looking into material like that. Uh, the book that I was trying to think of, I just realized, was uh, The Franklin Cover Up by John DeCamp. I highly recommend people read that book because it exposes a lot of the pedophilia that's going on within government and how government has t- ties to satanic networks. And, you know, uh, also, I'd recommend the book The Ultimate Evil that exposes how satanic hierarchies are at work in our society and you know that was about all the disinfo that went around about the son of Sam killings you know uh, David Berkowitz etc. and tells the real story behind that and how it was all directed by satanic networks Um, uh, but the Franklin cover up is a book I would recommend to anybody who wants to understand the connections between uh, you know pedophilia and high level um, government officials and I would suggest that it does a pretty good job of tying that into, you know, occult rituals and, you know, uh, the the satanic net, network, the hierarchical network of Satanists and dark occultists I've been talking about since basically day one.
3: Yeah. Oh, I mean, in, it's just, you know, they watching watching documentaries and just, you know, thinking like, you know, how does someone just watch this and, and walk away, you know, just like, oh, it's, you know, I guess like they, they don't think about it twice or anything, you know, because that, that kind of thing. You know, and that—that's the whole thing too. I think with the the neo-feminist agenda is kind of telling women, you know, especially the younger ones, that men don't have feelings. You know, men are like these, you know, almost like psychopathic characters. Right. You need to avoid, and you have to become the man and take a stand against them.
1: And, and so, the whole, the whole men just should suck everything up. You know. There, there, there yeah. should be no outlet for any kind of emotional turmoil that most men are going through. It's like a double standard, you know. It's like saying that's well, so those beautiful. types of emotions are fine for women, but men should just suck it up and deal with it, you know, and and not have any outlet for any of that, you know. It, it's a big part of, you know, uh, the 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 devastation of real care and compassion within our society. You know, mo- most people who are in this mindset don't care about the suffering anyone else goes through, you know, yeah, and that's the sad fact of the matter. Until we change that dynamic, don't expect the external reality that we're experiencing to change.
3: Absolutely, you know, and the, the caring female the caring female figure that really, you know, I can tell you could really try to kill because, you know, they want the women, I've noticed this a lot too, like when I was hearing you talk about this, this is, this is real, you know, sure. women trying to become the man. But you know, what, like I, I really—it's like, beyond even
1: just just masculinizing them and getting them to become the quote man. It's they want them to act as robots in our society. They want them completely conditioned and desensitized and having no compassion. They want that from men too. You know that, that's going on obviously within the realm of the police and the military and the 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 dominator figures who are you know uh uh. Total supporters, and not just supporters of, but they're the people who are holding up the state through the violence and and, and through the coercion that they do. You know, so they 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 want it on both sides, but uh, without any question, the neo-feminism agenda in particular is to get women into that non-caring mindset.
3: Oh, absolutely, and and then have the state become the dad. I mean, that's what it really ends up. That's what I like. You said, you know, the state then just comes in and gives the money. And now that you have to listen to all the, you know, they just play the daddy role. I really liked when you said right. that last week and it really stuck with me because that's really what does happen and I've noticed that.
1: Very sure, true. and so much of this is about parental abandonment issues. So oh, yeah. many women fall into this mindset because in some form or fashion, their parents failed them and did not provide for them mentally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. And they're falling into this mindset as a result of, Bad parenting and parental abandonment, you know, in some form. not doesn't have to be physical parental abandonment. The the abandonment issue, the abandonment issues that are going on in our society cannot be psychologically overstressed. We have to understand those abandonment issues, work with them and heal them if we're going to transform society for the better. You,
3: it's, you it's, can it's, notice it through the, the, the generations too. I knew this one girl who her mom, you know, didn't want to be with any guy. She said she hated men. And then now she goes out and spewing that, and she has troubles with men, and she gets with abusive guys or guys who are, you know, you know, off or, or you know, sketchy. And, and you can right. see how it can move through the generations, especially through the younger women. You know, and they're really, it starts, you know, in the, you know, you start with those kids, the kids' parents, and then now they're spreading it, and now they're having That's right. now It's, it's part kind of, of
1: the. Spread. It's part of the abuse-victim cycle that we've also talked so much about on this show. And breaking that cycle is very difficult because it requires deep introspective knowledge of the human psyche, which is part of what they want to continue to occult from human beings and dissuade them from ever looking into, dissuade them from looking into the self. Avery, I want to thank you so much for your call. Absolutely oh yeah, great, you. in, great insights that you brought up there. A lot of food for thought. Let's hear Take from Frank. Frank. In West Virginia, Frank, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome.
0: I really appreciate uh, the many points you've made uh, concerning human relationships Sure. and how the society works. It's a uh, pretty uh, uh, practical sociology.
1: And, I hope uh, it's making sense in a practical way and uh, the, a lot of the patterns that we're seeing uh, is, are coming together and people are understanding why this is being done by these social engineers. At least I hope it's coming across that way.
0: Well, it is, and very few are, are, are speaking. it. I've, I've spoken on these topics that you have uh, brought up and raised tonight in a number of different forums, public forums, and I found that uh, uh, it is true. There is a, a particular worldview that is right. common here in America that You'll find uh, people are raised from little children all the way up. Uh, they either see through example. Frank,
1: unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this edition of What on Earth is Happening. Thanks so much for your points. Call back in next week. I'll bring you back on the air. Folks, remember there's only two mistakes you can make on the path to truth not starting and not going all the way. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right here next week. Don't be-